So ago, I spent about 60 bucks getting vape products that I use to make my own juice. And when that runs out, I'm quitting because I want to be perfect. I want to be perfect. And this vice that I have, my acknowledged vice, It's not a problem because I understand it as what it is and accept it. I sort of believe everybody needs a vice. Everybody needs a vice, something to do, something to look forward to something outside the traditional supposed to do's. Coworker gave me a um, Cuban cigar. I need to smoke it because last time I had one, I got to hold it up high because I got that banner thing. The, the demystification, the demystification process. I also got that uh, website. So you can't see if I hold it here. I got to hold it up like this, all weird and stuff. Brought me up. Cuban cigar. I gotta smoke it before it goes bad. Still fresh. Another coworker gave me one years ago, and I didn't smoke it for years, and it, it just started falling apart. Anyway, I want to be perfect. And on that subject of perfect, being a subjective abstract concept in that I think that no matter what anybody does or what no anybody is they are perfect it's impossible for you not to be the perfect you whatever ailments illness attributes What's the word for a good thing? Outstanding qualities you have or don't have. That is who you were meant to be. In this diaspora, diaspora, I just like saying words in the morning that I'm not ready to say yet. (coughs) That's who you're supposed to be. I mean, you can't be anybody. You can't be anything else. So with me trying to lose weight, and quit vaping, and I quit drinking a long time ago. Perfect is not the word that I would use. It's a purely subjective word that I can use to describe how I feel about myself or something else. Perfect is 
pretty much relative to every individual. I was just thinking maybe perfect alignment. If you say something physical, like a perfect alignment, two objects are perfectly aligned. Perfect may be used as an adjective in that statement where you don't need it. It's like one time a teacher told me there's no such thing as a straight line. A line is always straight. A line is always straight. There's a straight line. There's no such thing as a non-straight line. A non-straight line is something else. A route or something like that she was saying. But perfectly aligned. Once something is aligned, you don't need the extra adjective. So maybe that's it. Perfect fit. It either fits or it doesn't. So back to who we are and what we do on this planet and why we don't know. And because we don't know why we're here. There really is no purpose. We can have an agreed upon purpose. Each individual can have his own purpose. And I guess if you have a purpose, then you can start using the word perfect and who you're supposed to be and who you want to be. But it's all subjective. No one or nothing can identify what you are supposed to be. They can only suggest. And they can suggest it at a level where many people agree to the point where it seems like it may be fact, but it's not. The beauty about this universe to me right now and where my consciousness is in relation to my worldview and the things around me is that I am in complete control of who and what I want to be and what determines who and what I want to be. That wakes me up in the morning. The fact that every day I can go out there and I get to play on this vast horizon of opportunity that I have. The traveling I've been doing over the last three years or so has opened up my playground to be worldwide. Jumping on airplanes and going here or there. If it's in the United States, I can do it. I've set up and positioned my life, social life, physical life, work life, pretty much my work life to where I can go anywhere just about any time and to wake up every day with that inherent sense that whatever I want to do I can do be it real or imagined illusion that I'm incapable of actually doing whatever Waking up and believing it is the point. Faith works. Faith 
makes for a better functioning human being. If you wake up in the morning with faith in this, your day is going to go that way. If you wake up in the morning with faith that that's going to happen, it's going to go that way. And I'm not talking about waking up, suggesting to yourself that it's going to be a good day, saying a mantra over and over or having to read something on your wall. Before you wake up, before your eyes open up and you are conscious that you are awake for that day, something inside you should already be ticking. All right, let's go. Here we go, baby. Here we go. Here comes another one. Let's get out there in it. Let's get out there in it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And that's just on regular days. Days when you're just going to work and coming home or doing whatever you do. On special travel days or days when you have something exciting planned, it's a different kind of adrenaline. Adrenaline may even be involved in that. More adrenaline, more, ah, it's travel day. I'm going to see the Steelers. I'm going to see P-Funk. I'm going to a museum. I'm going to this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to build that. Oh, I'm going to record that. We're going to play with that. Oh, I get to drive to work today. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Everything is so beautifully subjective. It is up to me. Just like it's up to you. I've often or before stated that some people aren't wired like that. Everybody isn't wired the same. That means their brain doesn't function the same and they may or may not even have the capability or a sense of self to think or make decisions for themselves. They're more comfortable and they're even be quote unquote more happy in a group where a group decides what's best for them or makes the decisions on where they should go, how they should act or what they should do. Happiness also is subjective. Happiness, I believe too, also is different from diff- to different human beings. We cut on the TV, we see an idea of happiness, a picture of happiness, a generalized uh, stereotype concept of what happiness is and looks like. I'm starting to believe that that's not true for all individuals. And I'm not just talking about looking in the face of a stereotypical Russian who's like straight faced it, you know, us Americans, we got this idea of a straight faced Russian is looking at you like that. Thinking that is the way they display happiness. And you, you can't look at that individual and say he's not happy just by the look on his face. You can't look at a person and determine necessarily what their happiness is. Okay, you, you you can't determine what their happiness is. In some cases, you can tell some people are happy. Like you see a dog wagging his tail. He's got those certain motions, the eyes, the tongue out, whatever. You can tell, oh, this dog is feeling it. You see me out there sometimes, I'm sure it's obvious that I'm enjoying myself and that I'm happy. It's in the physical movement, the body movement, the way that my body reacts, the way the freedom of movement, the open and just wide open expression and embrace of 
every single molecule around me, just breathing it all in and just wide open and allowing, just standing there like this, allowing everything to come this way. Just telling the universe and everything and everybody around me, come on, just, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I've always wanted to live that way. 12 minutes, Lord. And as far as travel, again, it's something that I always wanted to do. And to be able to combine it with seeing P-Funk, Parliament Funkadelic, my almost lifelong philosophy, the people who created or deal with that philosophy and play the gospel music of that philosophy, and to go see them and familiar faces and hear the music that makes me so comfortable, my music, my music in a foreign land with in a crowd who appreciates it and gives back to it to do my thing in front of them and to have traveled around the world to do that is something that I've always wanted to do. do that I found to do that and to be the person I am now I found that a large amount of independence is needed a very large amount of independence a level of independence that is counter point or counter to what the underlying social idea of independence is relationship family friends to have the freedom that I enjoy so much those things are limited and I seem to respond to that and enjoy it immensely it's not for everybody there are some people out there who are better off in a codependent or non-codependent relationship. They're happier, they're better. Sure, I'm happy with other people. I'm very excitable and very excited around other people. The energy I get for them, I need and I crave it. The highest peaks of my excitement and joy come from my interaction of other people, but they're short-lived. They're, they're spikes, and it, sub, it comes down. Even in a relationship, there are spikes. The highest spikes you can attain, I believe, be it with family, you know, siblings, your offspring, your mate, whatever, friends. There are moments I can think, remember, where just hanging out with people just felt it was a euphoria that was just beyond. But it's short-lived. This happiness that I've found, that I've been 
dealing with and manipulating. Oh, it's time to go. All my life needed the independence that comes from financial stability, supporting yourself, understanding the world and the things around you in the public environment enough to where you can navigate and are not dependent on what I was. I'm not dependent on anything or anyone, which is not true because I'm always dependent on somebody. There's a, my family is always there. My family is always there to fall back on and I, I don't want to short live that or short that. I want to make everything and everybody aware that my family is always there for me to fall back on. If I fall on my ass, I'll go home to my mother or my sister. Hell, I'll go live with my daughter. I'll go live with somebody. Cousins, hey. But, um, and I don't want to ever make it sound like I'm downplaying that or forgetting that. But to have carved out this space that I have now of independence is uh, maybe what I've been searching for all my life. My name is Jeffrey Scott Mitchell. Swinging on y'all two times. And before I go, I do want to say the relationships I've been in, all of them, any of them, there were peaks there that were, that I'll never forget that are still with me. There are experiences in relationships that will always be with me. And they're with me here when I'm alone. Alone. I don't want to downplay those either. Everything and everybody that I've ever come in contact with feels to be with me at all times. And when I'm alone, I can just let it come down on me and I feel all of it. And I can appreciate the vast, I keep using the word vast, the vast playground I have now the tools and capability and resources that I have and education and understanding. And I reiterate this to myself over and over and over again. This may be my mantra to remember that to not only have gratitude for it, but to utilize it and exploit it. Just use it up. Don't waste it. Don't let it go by. Don't be laying there saying, I wish I would have or I could have. There's a few things in my life where I said, oh, I could have took advantage of that. I should have took advantage of that. I didn't know because I am still with inside myself. So it's hard for me to see what's around me where other people, other people have told me things about me in situations where it's a little, or they look at you or they see you as they look at you. They see you as you have this much influence or this much power in that situation where I couldn't have seen it, but other people can. Anyway, my name is Jeffrey Scott Mitchell. I got to go. 20 minutes for y'all this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, swing it on y'all two times on Saturday. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Guess what?